sometimes I go out looking like I've I, my my orange head has been transplanted onto the white body <laughs> and I'm just living my life and I'm just like not really paying that much attention to it I mean um, if if that makes you happy yeah <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Glow Up, presented by Stellar Magazine. I'm Vicky Notaro and as always, I'm here to talk to one of my favourite people about one of my favourite things, beauty. So this fortnight, I'm joined by someone I've known for a good few years. Uh, she's one of the funniest people I've ever met. She is a TV personality, stand-up comedian, hilarious writer, and now the host of one of the funniest podcasts I've ever heard. And I know it has everyone howling at the moment. It is the wonderful Joanne McNally. Welcome, Joanne. Thank you, Vicky. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm in Edinburgh. You're still in Edinburgh. I was going to ask because I knew you were up there being funny. Yeah, it's <laughs> trying to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's this really weird pared down Edinburgh this year because of Corona, obviously, all the back drama. So there's hardly anyone here. Um, so it's a strange one, but I'm still here. I'm here for another week. And what are you doing up there? Is it your Prosecco Express show? Yeah, so it's called the Prosecco Express Reimagined because I have to kind of update the show for the new t- right. for the tour I'm starting. So I'm kind of finding around like with material up there and just not telling them. Right, <laughs> fair. Yeah, that works. Yeah, so and I'm basically it... experimenting on them, but they, but they don't know. They haven't consented to it. But okay. That's what I'm doing. And have you a live audience? Just a small live audience, or what is it? 160, I think. Okay, well, that's 160 all right. a night. Yeah. It's more than you're fecking allowed over here at the moment. I know, because then I'm coming back to the Dublin Fringe and I think I'm doing, it's only 40 people a night I'm allowed to. Right. Oh, Jesus. We don't even know yet. They haven't told us anything. We're waiting on fecking Leo to come back on the telly and tell us things, but we'll be left waiting knowing him. Hopefully um, he'll be so, cracked wide open. Oh, cracked wide open. Seriously, I'm like watching these yeah. Love Islanders fucking partying around with no masks on last night after the finale and I'm going, you bastards. I'm I trying know. to plan events for November and I'm going to myself, Jesus, will we, will we be allowed to sit together at these events? And then I'm I know, like, it's so hard oh. to know. It's so hard to know. But look, yeah. at least you're back performing, doing what you do best. Now, I, I have an admission to make. Stand up mm. generally I'm, uh, makes me feel really worried when I watch stand up because I'm always <laughs> afraid. But like concerned for the comedian because I'm always afraid that like people won't laugh. Now, it's never been a concern with you. But most of the time when I go see stand up, I'm just like, I don't know, I'm in this kind of suspended animation waiting for like them to bomb or something. I don't know where that comes from. I know but, what you mean. It's like me watching I Can't bear to watch um you know the shows where they kind of trick people into doing things like yeah um what are they oh, called they, impractical jokers that kind that of stuff, kind of stuff. Or, I, yeah i can't bear cringe. to watch that stuff i feel so embarrassed for the person who's yeah. getting tricked yeah and like i'm not embarrassed for professional comedians but i think it's just i've watched shit stand up in the past and i'm mm. just always i'm scared by it but you make it look easy like i saw you several times but a, a few years ago at the vodafone comedy festival in dublin and like i've known you for a long time when mm. i first met you you were a pr girl working away in an agency and and sending me deodorant to try so like it's it's been so quite funny. a an, a road for you so i mean i mean i know how you how you made the transition into comedy but tell our listeners how that happened for you well you were the you got me my first writing job i did yeah. I, I found out your identity from your secret blog yeah so i was <laughs> riddled with bulimia working in pure and I think I'd quit at that stage. I think it had become... I think you had, yeah. Yeah, untainable. I was a functioning bulimic and then I just was no longer functioning. And then 
Um, so I had gone into treatment and I was writing that blog. What was it called? Eat the Pastry, I think it was called. God, it was fucking brilliant. Like, and you I, I remember somehow, reading it. I don't know how yeah. you found it. Doug a sent mutual, it to you. Uh, yeah, a mutual friend. Well, I'd been reading it anyway. And then mm. I was at the time editing a weekly magazine in the Indo and I was looking for fresh voices. And Doug was writing for me and he said, you have to, like, have you read this? And I said, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. And he said, it's Joanne. Like, do you want me to hook you up? And I was like, yes, Doug. So, yeah, give Doug a percentage there. Yeah. But I remember commissioning your first piece and being blown away by it. And knowing that you were so unwell at the time, but this, you were still managing to be so fucking funny and relatable. And it's a really rare talent. So, yeah, I, I snapped you up. You did, you did. I will, I'll always remember that. You gave, oh. you gave me a break. You gave me my first writing break, basically. Ah, stop it. Yeah, but you I did was small. But like, how did you go from that to being on the telly and being on the stage? Like, how did that all come about? So then, so because I was in treatment and I I was kind of had to re- rethink everything, basically, and figure out what I was doing with my life, because obviously what I've been doing up to that point just wasn't really working. Yeah. I think I was just very um, overwhelmed with everything all the time I mean ultimately I mean it was an eating disorder but actually and like I am a bit of an eye roller when people say they've got an anxiety disorder because I'm just <laughs> I do I'm a bit cynical I'm, I just kind of figure I mean being alive it gives me anxiety like everyone has anxiety yeah. I mean are we calling it a disorder I, I you know I, mean, I, know I think that, if it gets very bad we'll call yeah. it a disorder if you can't leave the bed there's yeah. people who are str- like, yes. you know, struggling and they they can't get out of the house. Or I think I was just very anxious and unhappy and um, wanting to wanting to succeed, wanting to achieve something and then channeling that drive into weight loss. So right. decided if I, I think I, I looking back, I think I needed a creative outlet that I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I was living a kind of a corporate life and I was just kind of crumbling under it all. And so I figured if I can't perform and stuff like that, I didn't even know if that was what I wanted to do. I think I wanted to write ultimately. And yeah. um, I said, look, if I can't do anything like that, I'll just be the thinnest. That's what I'll do. So that was my new thing to do. And I was really good at it. Like, whoa, (laughs) I really, really went for it, Vicky. And um, yeah, I really went for it. Anyway, lost my absolute mind. And then one, two, skip a few, ended up in treatment. And then everything had to be looked at again. I obviously had to leave my job. I had to move back with my mom. Um, And do you know what? I'm not going to say it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It wasn't. I mean, I wish there was an easier route I wish there'd be yeah. an easier route into comedy for me, but I'm so it it had a very it was it had a very positive outgoing. If you know the kind of like it the really ending. did. Like I mean, if if only everybody could channel their demons into something so brilliant and funny. Like I mean, you took your worst experiences and made them fucking hilarious. But talking then, about your bulimia, talking about all the bad things that have happened to you, talking about being in treatment, like. Yeah, uh, Marion Keys has a similar talent. She talks about her alcoholism and being in rehab mm-hmm. 25 years ago and going to AA every week still. And she makes it human and funny and relatable. And that way, it's, I guess it's not so sad or mysterious or frightening. It obviously is all of those things. But I mean, it's not so other anymore, if you know what yeah. I mean. It's just you've made it kind of palatable. I remember, you, I, I remember you actually saying to me that you were like, you should write the Rachel's Holiday of 
Oh my god, you really fucking should. Like seriously, and do you want to do it together? <laughs> I, I, it's the best book ever written. It's and so it, it good, really, isn't it? We it love enlightened me so having... much. Yeah, oh, she's the greatest, and it, like we're kind of pals now, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, but yeah. like, it's just it, it enlightened me so much. It didn't make these things so frightening anymore. I and know. she's written again since about um, being hospitalized for mental illness and depression. And again, that kind of it still sounds fucking shit, but it also sounds like you'll get through it Marion to me she's kind of like my um Maeve Binchy I find her very comforting same and soothing yeah yeah so I will sometimes if I'm feeling a bit like wobbly or uh, you know those days where you just don't really feel that connected to anything I'll go and I'll I'll download or I'll google I'll search for any podcasts Marion has done and it's it's so sad that Maeve Binchy died before podcast really took off because there's yeah. not there's so little out I mean it's, I mean it sounds like she died as well <laughs> but <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> you know but especially but, because but especially, so yeah. um, it was just too soon for me her death really because there's just not enough of her being interviewed uh, in podcasts and stuff and no, you're she's right, just yeah. so wonderful to listen to and so reassuring and Marion has that she does. She has Ability. that quality, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, she has Maybe. that as well, well. You can listen back to Marion on the Glow Up season two, episode one, if you like. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I'd actually love that because I, I, that's one, that's one of the kind of fun things about Marion that you don't, you don't, you wouldn't anticipate that she's big into all the beauty stuff. Oh, got obsessed. Yeah, and knows yeah. everything about it. Knows everything about it. Oh, she's she's just the best. I adore her. But back to you. So you went from writing to I think was TV next for you, or was it more stand up? What happened was. So I was walking around out of my mind and then my friend Una McEvitt, who at the time, she's now a very good friend. At the time, she was the older sister of one of my best friends, Anya. And Una was kind of intimidating. She was just this like, I don't know, she was anti-church. Like she, she, was, okay. she, reminded, she, was, she, was my, she was the local Sinead O'Connor. Right. <laughs> I love that description. You know? Yeah. Totally get it now, yeah. And um, she wore docs. She was a lesbian. She was like, fuck the system. <laughs> Amazing. As much as you can be living in a, a four-bed house in Kalani. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as much as punk as you can be in those situations. That was oh, Una. God. So she always kind of scared me a little bit. Anyway, she was moving into theatre and um, she wanted to write and direct and stuff. And she had an idea for this show called Singlehood. Which I think oh, you I came to see. Singlehood. Yes. Oh my God, I forgot. Yes. How could I forget? That was so brilliant. Yeah. So Singlehood was the start of it. So she, I, at the time, I mean, I had a very dark joke, which I'll say now because I took it out of the show. I might put it back in the show. I had more boyfriends than I ever, when I was bleeding, than I've ever had in my life, which I thought maybe was down to the fact oh. I had no gag reflex. That was the joke. <gasps> oh my God. It's the- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I, it, in a way, it's really fucked up because I was so thin that I Them mean, it, said, you. it yeah. says that they're brainwashed as us, really. Absolutely, they are. They would, oh, just, they would look they at me and they, go, "She's she seems fine." They think the, they think they don't like fake tan. This is my favorite thing ever about men. They're like, "Oh, I hate fake tan. I hate natural. I only like natural looking women." You do in your whole. They're all so conditioned to only fancy. Skinny. Well, not only, but you know what I mean. The Love Island I, girls aren't an accident, to put it that I way. I totally agree. And on dating apps and stuff, I get really riled when they say things like, don't swipe. Firstly, why are you starting on me already? 
<laughs> why are you being so aggro? I ha- like don't bother swiping if you. Oh my god! Be things like have a drink in every one of your photos or wear makeup. Like it's all this stuff. It's like. Oh my God, I'd be fucked. I'm glad I'm married. I'd be so fucked. Oh, literally, no, I was only looking at my Instagram yesterday being like, fucking, I literally have a drink in every photograph. I have to look at that. Absolutely. Well, like, it's part of your shtick now. You've done, what was it, Wine Tamer and now Prosecco Express. You can get away with it. It's part yeah. of your job. I wonder, <laughs> I, I, can't, I, I am currently getting away with it, but I, I, that probably has a shelf as well. Probably. probably. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, we'll probably all end up in AA one day. Who knows? I mean, we're Irish, would be grand. Yeah, we're Irish. <laughs> if we were in the States now, we'd all be... Oh, God, we'd be, oh, we'd be chairing meetings on a regular Absolutely. basis, I'd say. Absolutely, yeah. and doing yoga. Um, so you, you got into the, I guess Singlehood was kind of acting slash improv, wasn't it? Was it a bit of both? No, you see, so Una's idea for the show was, at the, so th- at the time I had been going out with this bald lad, which I I called him <laughs> Pykel because I didn't want to use his real name. I remember Pykel. Pykel was, was kind of the first little bit that I had and he he broken up with me and I was fuming about it. Um, and the neck of him. The neck, yeah. The neck, the head, the hell she bang. <laughs> I was like, a lot? And then Una... I must have told her that story. I can't remember. Anyway, she was like, look, I'm doing this show called Singlehood. It's going to be half comics, half real people. And I was one of the real people, i.e. I wasn't an actor. You know, I I wasn't a comic. I was just a a regular human being. And she wanted to kind of amalgamate these people and all of us to kind of just tell stories about, you know, being someone, some some are married, some are divorced, some are single. And I was kind of going to do the single thing, single woman thing. Right, and then Singlehood did well, and we toured it. And um, I was telling the Pykel story, and people were laughing. And then the comic PJ Gallagher get, ended up getting involved in the show. And then he said, "You're actually, I think you're you're actually a stand-up," um, which I scoffed at and was like, "No way." Uh, and he was he was very encouraging. He's like, I think you should give it a go. And then I ended up going on tour with him and Eric Lawler. I just did like five minutes in the middle, like an open spot. And um, it just kind of started. It just kind of worked. Flew from there, yeah. And then I, Jennifer Zamparelli left Republic Italy. Then I got that job, which I mean, I de- it was definitely too soon for me to get it. I, I really after recovery. What? No, just comedically. Just I didn't have a clue what I was doing. <laughs> And then I think I think Republic Italy pretty much got axed about two weeks after I joined, which I <laughs> like to think I like to think I have full responsibility for it. <laughs> um, but then, so then it just kind of started rolling after that. Then, and um, I just kind of ran with it. You know, I got some yeah. I got some good opportunities, and I I just grabbed them and legged it, and then legged it to London, and here I am in well Edinburgh. But you know, how long have you been living in London now? Two, probably three years now. It's Corona, kind of the time, the lockdown time. Uh, yeah, there is people. no time anymore. Yeah, I was there. I was there for about a year before lockdown started. Um, were you? Is that when you were living in Poor Vogue's attic? Well, rich, rich Vogue, rich, rich Vogue, Vogue. Vogue. <laughs> rich Vogue. She's great. Um, She's room for you. <laughs> so before I moved over full time, I was going back and forth because yeah. I was doing. I got signed with an a, a, a UK. I got a UK agent, and then. So they were putting me in the clubs, but it was all free open spot work. And so there was no, I basically, you know, just kind of really slumming it. 
again, as much as <laughs> as much as a woman in, from Kalani Council, but I was doing it like I'd no money. And um, my mother certainly wasn't going to start financing my comedy. Yeah, I'm going to help you be a clown. Your aspirations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go back and do nursing, you lazy bitch. That was kind of yes. the vibe. But um, so... Uh, so I was really slumming it and I was going back and forth spending money on Ryanair flights and then staying in just like hovels like hostels and um, and Vogue's house and well then Vogue basically <laughs> rescued me rescued me from like a dog shelter one night and was like look come and stay with us um so I knew Vogue for years but we were never I never knew her well so we were in yeah. We shared mutual you share friends. a friendship group. Yes. yes, exactly. But we were kind of on opposite sides of it. Like she's hope I'm Kleine. So, but we, we our town friends. Friend side or divide, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. All that, you know, the big class difference between me and folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. And then, so she took me in and we just became really close really fast. And I just adore her. She was so kind and op- open, um, opened her arms, opened her house. Um, opened her fridge, opened her uh, wine cabinet, opened everything. And <laughs> That's the thing I, about Vogue. I don't think people understand how sound she is. I think, like, when yeah. people leave for London, I think a lot of people are like, oh, they're, they're lost to us forever. And sometimes they are. But Vogue yeah. is not like that at all. She's as sound as a pound. Like, she's she doing it for you. She is. Yeah. She really is. And she's, she, I'd say, she, I think, like, I, she's more nationalistic than I. Like, I'm like, oh, she God, is. <laughs> please, please start talking about how I don't care. I she's a like, special host. She's and obsessed. poor Spenny. Spenny doesn't want to live in Hoth and she's making him. <laughs> He's the he'll never. I I I, I said Sp- 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 <laughs> you're deluded if you think Spencer Matthew's gonna move to Hope. It's like, so he funny. But it's posh there, he'd be grand. Like I know it's not as posh as he's used to, but you know yeah. yourself. I think they'll just kind of I think they'll just they're like a little circus I think they'll just travel around and stay in different houses and yeah I think that's what go to the Bahamas and go to their Scottish castle and like I just think it's so funny that she married Spencer Matthews I just love her so much it's It's so so funny I know I know I know and Middleton. Oh, hilarious. Spencer's always trying to set me up with like you know he's kind of like what about this guy and I'm like Spencer this yeah, is literally like world. yeah it's like an station trying to ride a flip-flop it's just never <laughs> it's not gonna happen we could not be more different I mean like if it could happen with him and Vogue but I think they're just very special cases you know the two of them are just very particular like people of the world where very hot and very, very nice. competitive yeah people and they're, funny, com- sound they're completely people. on the same Par, you know, like yeah. they, just, they just love like get, building abs and babies, and they just <laughs> love it. And abs, babies, and money, you know, and they just love it. it. They're, they're they're really pair good of them are it. good at it. Well, yeah. look, it's a good, good pals to have. Yeah. So now you're doing the podcast with Vogue, which people absolutely love. Like even people who don't like podcasts love it. And so it's called you... My Therapist Ghosted Me. Yes. And like how's it's going really well as far as I can see for you guys? Yeah, it seems to be. It is going well. It's like the difference in even my sales and stuff off the back of that podcast. Off the back of it, yeah, absolutely. It's just kind of wild when something just starts kind of getting a bit of traction and a bit of uh, heat around it and then suddenly you're like just... You're hot. The tickets just start selling in. It's it's kind of surreal. Um, yeah. well, and I, I try to explain... Like... I try to explain to Vogue because Vogue, because we just go into the studio, do the record and leave. And so I'm the one in the clubs and stuff. So I can actually physically... I can see the, the effect of the podcast as right. in girls come into the clubs and 
wanting photos and all. Even we could see the effect on our kind of live events as a magazine when we started doing this podcast. And yeah. people really like podcasts when they find one that they relate to and they like listening to and they feel like you're their mate, basically. It goes a really long way. Like it really yeah. is far reaching um, consequences. So that's brilliant. And like I from what too. I can see on your website, all your feckin' Irish gigs are sold out now next year. They're selling it. Yeah. So we've released, we're releasing, when does this go out? This goes out next Monday. So in a few days. Oh, like perfect. Well, then that's, yeah. so I'm putting on five more Vicar Streets that will go and sell oh, on, on Monday. Yeah. Amazing. And is that still reduced capacity or are we hoping to be back to fucking normal? That's normal. Yeah, that's okay. normal. So Good. fingers it's crossed. right around I mean, the corner from the office. So I can come around and hang out well, in your I green room. I can't come and, ha- come and hang out in the green room. It'll be, it'll be full of well, crisps and Prosecco, which we love. <laughs> Sounds ideal. Nutritious. <laughs> I'm a nutritious yeah. writer. <laughs> I um, want to talk about yeah. your glam, obviously, because we're on a glam podcast. So one of the things that I've always envied about you is how much hair you have. Mm. But I understand that it pisses you off because you have so much hair. You're one of those people. Well, I find it more manageable now. When I was younger... Firstly, I'm how I don't have hair all over my face, I don't know. I somehow escaped <laughs> facial, I've somehow escaped a beard because I like so my far. legs so, so far. far. I mean, obviously, yeah. we all work, we all die as bearded women. That's kind of yeah, wait for men happens to women. Yeah, yeah. Fluffy. No, I think our generation, well, these women, the the, the hair home women. I was in was was an, was an Alzheimer's house. They really didn't give a shit. Oh, um, but so Hair on my head, yes, huge head of hair. Um, and because I'm adopted, it was always, you know, a thing of where'd great curiosity. Yeah, yeah, where did it come from? And if I ever saw anyone on the telly with a huge head of hair, I'd be like, that. <laughs> there was some lad in a whiskey ad that I, I saw before that I convinced myself. Because as a child, I liked performing. As a bit, I liked it. Right. Um, I was obsessed with like Annie, the or I, I really wanted to play Annie, which I, I still haven't love given Annie. up in that dream. I still haven't given up. <laughs> Oh, you can be Miss Hannigan. <laughs> no, Miss I want to be Annie. I'll, I'll, I'll pull the diversity card. <laughs> say, I got, say I got gigantism or something. Um, so um, the hair, yeah, I mean, I've had more laser done to me. Like I'm practically aerodynamic in the waist down, which is fantastic. <laughs> but the hair is kind of loosening. It's it's not as wild as it was. Like it was And why is that? Wild. I guess just age. Also, when I went to Thailand one summer, I was blonde at the time and I got, I went into a place called Tony and Chai. Oh, good God. I mean, you, is, so is that real? Just, Tony and Chai. And they were, oh in, my God. yeah, Tony and Chai. And it was all white and black Dalmatians and it looked like a real classy joint. Um, and then they just basically burnt the head off me and my, oh, two bags of hair came out and it was oh the whole God. big drama. I yeah. hope you kept it to give to, to poor people like me who it need like, other people's hair. It was a ball, it was like a ball of hair chewing gum. Oh, no one wanted that hair it wasn't like it just gracefully dropped out Sorry. strand by strand yeah. <laughs> it burnt it was, a bur- it was like it's not like a, a, a fire like do you know what I'd still take it I'd take it's it just- we, could <laughs> we could straighten it out and stick it into my head you could yeah, use it stenos for one of the dogs stenos for one of the dogs yeah <laughs> but they don't even fucking need it I'm the one in need in this um, so so I was walking so that was that I was I had two bags of cat hair uh, that, <laughs> that fell out basically and then my hair took a long time to recover after that and I think it is now it's still very full um, yeah. but I, I, I like it now but when you're younger because I didn't have I didn't know how to do anything with it so right. it just kind of sat there like this big wall of 
mad hair. It was anyway, so gorgeous though. I always remember looking at it. It was fabulous. It, I, I, you know, you never appreciate the things you have. The things my, you have. Yeah. My mother has two strands of hair, and um, yeah, we shared a hairdresser. We shared, and because Mum didn't want to necessarily say to the hairdresser I was adopted. The hairdresser couldn't understand how I'd come out of her because <laughs> I, like I'd have three women blow drying my hair and my she mom's hair. one blowing on her. Yeah, just one. So we're just like whispering into her hair, going, "Please God, grow with it," and uh, just like blowing her two strands dry. Did she do? And my mother cracked from day. She's like, "Her father had a great head of hair." Um, but then she obviously met my adopted father. But then actually, when I, when I Your found mom. my birth father, they, it was all explained. He he's like from the wilderness of Roscommon. Like he's, stop it, is and, he? Yeah, and he had like almost like dreads, like real kind of Celtic royal. It was like a sheep's ass. Like it was you do just... have an air of Celt about you. Yeah, I totally yes. get that. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see you in like yeah a loincloth held together with a, a little brooch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I've, I've incredibly strong teeth. Like my friend Audrey is a dentist. She also does my Botox, which is great. But uh, Very handy. Very yeah. handy. But she had to pull a tooth out once when I was, the bulimia, I tell you, not great for the old teeth, Vicky, not great for the teeth. Like, yeah, that'd be a lesson to the girls. Uh, but anyway, she had to pull a tooth out and she was literally like, her, she had a leg <laughs> up on the chair with her crotch in my face trying to get this thing out. She, she was like, I've never met an animal like it. So I definitely... <laughs> I even, have, even with the bulimia your enamel was yeah, that strong oh yeah, my god wow. I know so I definitely have a kind of I, I feel like I have rural rural a rural rural genes you know rural resilience physical rural resilience absolutely you're a hunter gatherer yeah. hunter gatherer yeah um, so that's so that's where the hair came from so it was actually very satisfying meeting him then so I was like aha it was lost right. now it's all gone now god love him oh. he had a lot of it yeah a lot well, hopefully male pattern baldness won't affect you. Hopefully. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> but at least, you know, there are things you can do. There are yeah. wigs you can get. We'd send you to the drag queens and search out. You'd be grand. So one of the looks that I'd always associate with you, much like myself, is a nice winged liner. You're all about mm. your your big blue eyes. Yeah, I love the winged liner. You're, you love the winged liner. I mean, who I doesn't do. love a winged liner? I mean, I think people who don't are crazy. But, uh, I'm like, know. do you know you can wing your liner? Why? Yeah. Uh, you just <laughs> like, not get the memo. Why anything else? Yeah, well, you know you can wing that shit. Well, um, just stop it at the corner of your eye. That's just foolishness. I have quite a round, square head. Like right. someone that's kind of sharpened a moon right. in places. Okay. And so when <laughs> I, my eyes, I always feel like they're absolutely tiny. So they're I'm always, huge. No, I think, I've, I think I've got really tiny eyes. That you're wrong. You so, do but I think because the makeup makes no, I think they can get lost in my face sometimes. Sometimes I, they're like little, little, two little kind of piss hells in a moon. That's in the what snow. I, <laughs> 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 so I always say to the, um, whoever's doing my makeup, they're like, what do you want? And I'm like, I basically want to look like a Siamese cat. So whatever Amazing. way you can go about that, that's great. And I do That's a really a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah, I want to look like a Siamese cat. Bella had nice. to eat. Lovely. But I'd like to be a matte Siamese cat, although I think they are quite matte when you look at them. Like they're, they're why would you want to be why would you want to be matte? You want to be dewy. No, I'm an oily bitch, Joanne, and this is the problem. <gasps> I have to control the oil and any dewiness has to be added very carefully to specific spots or else I look honestly like I've dunked my face in a bowl of water. Really? It's not a good look. But yeah, and Vicky, I know that's, that's the look everyone wants. 
I mean, I get that, but like it's controlling the bad shine is the problemo. Like I yeah. I just I like a matte base. I then I can add a bit of shimmer or I can add a bit of, you know, highlight yeah. on the cheek or the, the tip of my nose, but like no, I I have to look matte or I look ridiculous. Imagine Marie Antoinette basically is is my <laughs> is my go-to look. And then I can add in the shimmer. It'd be grand. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I just assume that we're all kind of like beauty trends, they are as you say trends yeah so you all end up kind of going for the same thing at the same time like I yeah, want the I mean, heavy I laminated brows yeah yeah I get swayed by a trend but like at, at my core I'd always like to have a certain look like I'm yeah at the moment my foundation taste is very unpopular which means there's loads of like ones for me to try that are kind of people are ignoring and I'm like brilliant like I tried a new one this week it's called Laura Mercier I never had is it Laura Mercier or Laura Mercier I call it Mercier. Yeah, okay. Mercier is what I would instinctively say. And it is called, let me dig it out here, Flawless Fusion. And it's kind of like it implies a fusion of matte and dewy, if such a thing exists, as in it's kind of sheer, but it's matte at its core. And the bottle is matte, just in case you get confused um, when you're looking at it. And it actually has a cool tiger print cap. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm really into it. I see a lot of her... I see a lot of her stuff. Makeup artists use a lot of her stuff. They I do. see her. Yeah. yeah. And they haven't got great marketing or PR, to be honest with you. It's getting better. But like, that's why a lot of these things you do rely upon, at least, you know, Instagram word of mouth or something like that, or beauty journalists telling you that it's good. Yeah. So I used to use her other one, which I think is called Flawless Radiance. And that was too oily for me. I used it anyway. And I looked like uh, just a damp bitch all that summer. I, I just looked ridiculous. I want to look way. damp. I want to like a yeah. moisty sponge well, face. Well then, perfect. That's perfect for you if if that's what you like, or something like sculpted by Amy Dewey. That's perfect for you. Oh, but for me, I'm, I need I'm this actually, I'm writing this map. down. Yeah, do sculpted by Amy's like do, these are the only two things I let in my face at the moment. So Laura Mercier, flawless. Well, for you, flawless radiance or mm-hmm. radiant flawless, and sculpted by Amy Dewey, and I'm sculpted by Amy Matt, which isn't that Matt. I still look, you know, like a living sentient creature and not a, a flowered product. Yeah, but it kind of controls the the oil. Um, Do you know when you're like, saying they're about online, like kind of Instagram yeah. sway, being swayed by Instagram? <laughs> Do you know that brand Refi with the eye for the all the eyebrow yes. stuff? Yes. So I uh, that obviously just exploded onto the scene. Obviously, you know I love all that shit. I was like, I need me a bit of Refi, and I was like, guys, I don't want to have to wait six months for a fucking eyebrow pencil. Well, so I gave up. I blocked yeah, them well, and I've moved on. I blocked them. I blocked them because they kept sending me emails going, oh, just another three months for your eyebrow pencil. And I was like, guys, get over it. Like, Ashlyn Keenan was on the podcast last week and she's a wealth of beauty knowledge and she said that's her one all-time favourite product is this fucking refi brow product. Well, and I went on to have a look and yes, it was sold out and I was fuming. So I didn't quite block them, but I absolutely know the feeling. You're just like, you know, they'll be like, it drops at 8 p.m. EST. And you're like there at one o'clock in the morning trying to get on to Kylie Cosmetics to buy a it's fucking ridiculous. lip kit. I hate that shit. I know, like, it's like, you're I not Britney Spears. I know. And, but like, it fucking works. Like, beauty is the only industry that just keeps, like, the beast just keeps multiplying and it just gets more brands and more, more, more and more choice and thus more to be confused about for a lot of people. But if, so you're, going you- to, but if you're going to put all that money into a huge Instagram campaign like that, you'd want mm. to be sure you have the product to oh, back absolutely, it up. To back and- it up. But what pisses me off is that they don't do traditional PR. And a lot of people, especially, you know, 45 plus, would rely on 
the magazines and the newspapers to yeah. tell them. You know, the authority figure in beauty who's still a big thing, like Trina McCarthy in Ireland. Like, you want to hear from those people, but a lot of the time we get ignored now. But these things are cyclical. They'll be back. Yeah, back they'll fucking be back. Well, scratching the re- at the door, throwing re- Mac products at us. And I won't be bitter about it. No, we five will not be coming back because they have no way of contacting me. I just, I'm like, you're, <laughs> stop trying to sell tickets like you're the Pope. Like, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an jealous. eyebrow pencil. To be honest, though, imagine like you could use that for your events, like just to build that kind of buzz and then like have to tell people, no, you can't come see me until 2024. Sorry. And then be grateful for it. Like, it's, just, it's miraculous. I lost interest, though, you see. They, they, right. they left me waiting too you. long. They pushed right. me out. You're an instant gratification kind of gal. Yeah, I was willing to wait a month, but whatever this, like, kind of, <laughs> you swear they were selling arena tickets for 2026. Yeah, I just I know, lost interest. So tell me about your skincare. Are you a person that's into lotions and potions? Yes, I'm <laughs> obsessed. I'm way okay. more into skincare than makeup, actually. Are you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tell me tell me everything. What, do we, what Are you a morning routine girl, nighttime, both? Well, like the skin nerd, Jen has me hooked up to... Jen, Jen is my kind of facial doctor. Girl. Yeah, she's fucking incredible. For skincare. Yeah, so, we've had her on the pod as well. She's a great gal. Yeah, she's brilliant. So she, so firstly, obviously, Botox, I've had Botox. It's like, that needs Me to too. be obviously Yeah, we addressed. need to declare that. Yeah. yeah. Like I say in my stand-up, it's, it, I mean, a face cream, it's, sometimes it's kind of like trying to cure leprosy with an Actimel. Like, you need to have... <laughs> You know what? I'm not going to pretend I have no lines. I'm not going to pretend I have no lines in my head because I've been, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, But like me and Ashley were talking about this last episode, people are literally only coming around to this way of thinking now that you should disclose, you know, if you're working in in beauty and or, you know, people want to care about your face, you should tell them that you've had a paralytic injected into it. Exactly. You ain't going to get that result elsewhere, you know? Exactly. Now I do, I do, I do also firmly believe that you can very much improve the quality of your skin. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 At a cellular Um, level but you're not going to get rid of those fucking exactly. in your forage yeah. yeah so um the Botox is it I go to Melsworth's clinic my friend Audrey does it which is great and handy yeah and she's actually like she's she's kind of known to do very not uh, not obvious like subtle, yeah. discreet 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 yeah discreet Don't everyone knowing discreet immortality <laughs> vicky is what we're looking for basically sure, this is it this is fucking um so and then jen ha- hooked me up to all this stuff so I, I one of the things that i use which actually i've run out of but the i love a serum yes um and i use her skin veg the green one the green one mm-hmm. i use that day and night mm-hmm and I also that's, that's allowed, use, yeah. she hooked me up with this other one that I really like, Gilda, Health Gilda Liljeblad. Wow. <laughs> now, I am definitely not pronouncing that correctly. I don't know. I'm going to Google it and see what comes up because it's healthy, funny. Healthy Gilda aging, aging serum, which, brand. which sounds like it's actually aging me. That's interesting. <laughs> well, they don't want to say anti-aging anymore because you shouldn't be anti-aging. Or something. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, that's the new marketing spin is that we should accept our aging process, but, you know, make it as, as smooth as possible. I swear to God, nothing is coming up for this. You're you're saying that really? wrong. Gilda, yeah. so G-I-L-D-A. Yeah. L-I-L-J-E-B-L-A-D. Uh, it was the J, okay. Lil G-Blad. Lil G-Blad. Okay, I've never heard of this brand. I love when people tell me about things I've never heard about. Yeah, so I... 
I Which use a bit of our have stuff. healthy aging serum. Okay, sixty nine ninety. That's not bad. Number three. Number three. I see it here. Yeah. Oh, they're handily numbered. Okay. Excellent. So, right, so you can get that on the skin nerd. Okay. Yeah. So in the morning. So basically, and in the morning, what I would do is cleanse, grant, um, the skin veg. Yeah. Lovely product. Something else I use. The, oh, I use Environ. Do you know Environ? I do. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you use? Skin AVST Moisturizer Three. You use that in the morning. Yeah. Mm. No, too full on. Well, it's you're meant to use it at night, but sure, look, we won't. Really? Well, it's it's got retinol in it, so does it? Yeah. Because I use a <laughs> retinol. In the, I use a retinol in the evening then. No, I, look, you, you can use it in the daytime. Just make sure you're absolutely lashing on the SPF. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. Well, that then, is all I would say. This is the other thing. My fave, which I only recently discovered, is HelioCare. So I yeah, factor. So um, I've had laser done to my face and um, mm-hmm. by this guy, uh, Sean Aesthetics in, in Brixton. Brixton? Yeah. Lovely. And gentrified Brixton, yeah. Gentrified <laughs> Brixton, yeah. And... Uh, so he was like, you've got sun damage. So your freckles and stuff are sun damage. Yeah, every freckle on your face is damaged. It's so yeah. nice. I love sure, a freckle. Like, I used to be going around literally looking for the hole in the ozone layer. Me too. <laughs> it's like, where can I get the, where can I get most the most damage by the sun? <laughs> and it's all done by the time you're like 18 as well. You get the most sun damage in your life before you're 18. So that's great. Never. Yeah, just, just, just stop making it worse, basically. You burn. Yeah. So he was like, look, let's do a bit of laser. And it was... Just it's it's not a nice procedure getting it done. So right, I've never had it. You've got kind of you don't you don't need you've got very clear skin. Not really, not underneath the the Marie Antoinette makeup. But I mean, yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't been told to go and get it. I get a bit of microdermabrasion, a few chemical peels, yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he was like, "Look, it's SPF. To like, you just need to be really heavy with the SPF." Yeah. And I was like, we were talking about, was anything really, could you really get a decent factor of 50 for your face? Because a lot of them, they say they are and they're not, or they only go up to 32 or whatever it was. Yeah. So anyway, he put me onto this stuff, HelioCare. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. You can get that on Skinner and Millie's as well. Yeah. It's it's minerally, is it? It's minerally. It's gel, oil, colour gel, oil free. I use it every day. Yeah, I love an oil-free SPF. I don't understand why anybody would want to put oil on their face in form of an SPF. Put it on yeah. with like pept like that first that um little Jablad cream you mentioned that has lovely peptides and lovely antioxidants and lovely glycolic. That's all good. But with your SPF, just lash it on oil-free. Let it just kind of sit on top, add yeah. to the barrier. Let the other stuff underneath soak in. Stop your makeup sitting in your pores. Like that's what you want. And it's opinion. got a it's got a tint in it, so I use it every day. Lovely. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm always kind of. I wonder about those tints because they often come up kind of pink on me and I'm more yellowy looking. Well, so. you see, this is what this is what goes back to me saying I'm not big on makeup. Right. So I I will go out with a completely mismatched coloured face and not really <laughs> care. <laughs> I mean, it's so sophisticated now. You can get your skin basically down to the exact pigment in your face in a foundation. So like, you know, there's no real excuse for not matching anymore. Well, like, I, I have different foundations for different days of tan. Like that's, you see, I do, I that's don't. the level that I'm at here. But I, I it, honest, sometimes I go out looking like I've, I, I, my my orange head has been transplanted onto the white body <laughs> and I'm just living my life. And I'm just like not really paying that much attention to it. I mean, um, if, if that makes you happy. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, do you, are you somebody who has like a signature scent? I always ask people this. It says a lot. Yes, I am. No, I don't have it at the moment. I mean, my signature scent is Lynx Africa, but I can't really <laughs> <laughs> wear that anymore because it's getting weird. Why not? So, well, it's a deodorant for boys. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, is it though? Like, once you've worn the face off, a lad oh. when you're a teenager or 25, then I'm it's kind of it's kind of stuck to you for life. I remember my first boyfriend wore dupe, Ooh. and <laughs> I loved it so much. And when he broke up with me for the eleventh time, I um bought a bottle of it. I I think did I buy a bottle or did I steal his and like sprayed it all over one of his shirts and slashed it and all crying myself to sleep. So smells I know that they're like the biggest trigger of memory, smells yeah. and music. Um so I love I'll sometimes go in well because I spend a lot of time in airports and I'll go around and like spray the CK1 to kind of blast myself back to 2004 Stop it. I got the worst sinus infection of my life from wearing CK1 so anytime somebody mentions that I get triggered as really? fuck really? <laughs> yes. sinus infection? oh like my I have really bad everyone who listens to the podcast will know that I have really bad infections because of allergies oh, so no. I'm kind of almost allergic to perfume like I can't spray it anywhere near my face I can put a bit on my wrists you know not very glamorous Um, but I'm that's why I'm obsessed with people who love perfume because like I'd love to love it yeah. <laughs> could you get the so, Roll-on perfumes. I mean, I just don't think they're the same. You're not meant to crush mm. the notes, you know. Like, so I kind of I wear like scented hair oil and stuff, coconut oil. Okay. No, it's actually not coconut oil because it's bad for your hair, but coconut scented oil, yeah, and stuff like that. You know, I do smell nice. I yeah, just don't yeah, have yeah. a signature scent. Yeah. You know? So my signature scent would be Stella. Stella McCartney. The yeah. original purple bottle. That's purple one that I can't bottle. tolerate, actually. Yeah, I love that. I love it. I love it's, it. it's, it's one of those smells that I remember a girl, a friend of mine, Anne-Marie, was wearing. And I was like, what is that smell? I need that smell. Mm. So yeah, I, no, it I, is I fab. Stella. My cousins used to buy that for me every Christmas, actually, because it was one of the ones that I could wear. It's something, it's certain things, obviously, it's are, not are cheap. more allergenic. It's not cheap. And the cheap fuckers stop buying it for me. So now I don't have any. Yeah. Get it on Klarna. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Klarna. What is this the the put money away or no? What is it? You pay in installments? Yeah, my my housemate is such a bougie bitch. She bought her shower gel on Klarna. Like it's sorry, some... but it, does it not charge you loads of interest? No, I don't think so. I think it does. I think that's how they make their money. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's interest on it, but they're not. It's not massive. Like all the young ones are strung out on it over here. Really? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I saw actually they took a massive ad on the front page of Grazia on the cover, like, and I actually sent it to producer Patrick and was like, "Here, get their money for Stellar." But um, yeah, they don't seem to be. It doesn't seem to be a thing. I'd say Irish people are highly suspicious of stuff like that. Well, my they do feeling like on stuff it is... like that in the UK. They do like putting away money for Christmas and stuff over there. I read that in my take a break. Yeah, over here it's not. It's not a big thing. They do. My feeling on it is it's a trick, really, because you just mm. just get it. Just get them. Just get the payment out of the way. It's like, do you know what they love in England as well? Is payday loans. That's something that we don't have. You know, the ads on the telly, they're like, stuck for a bit of money until payday, we'll give you some. And then it's like 145% interest. I know. Yeah. The Brits are mad for it, honestly. It's so funny looking at the differences between our cultures. But I look at Clarna because I'm looking at it here now. Anything, I literally will get involved with anything that allows me to to shop. Yeah. So So, everything, you can Clarna. I mean, I saw saw someone, you can actually Clarna my tickets now. (laughs) Yeah. I saw that on one of the websites. They were like, buy tickets for seconds through Clarna, so you can pay for installments. Hang on, you can buy, you can get discounts and everything with Clarna. I'm sold. <laughs> Sign me up. Patrick, get in touch with them. Clarna, it's all, everyone over here is Clarna, 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 this, Clarna, that. 
Hilaire. Okay. Yeah. So you clarinet what? Your perfume? So I don't, I don't clarna. I don't clarna. But what I was saying was that Stella is expensive. And actually it's expensive enough that I don't have it at the moment because I get, do you know, sometimes, some things you don't mind spending money on. Other times, other things you feel really guilty about spending money yeah. on. And yeah, I, totally. I just, I don't necessarily, I, I can't bring myself to spend a hundred quid on it at the moment. I don't know why. It's just, so I, I'm actually no, using I get this. that. Yeah. This really nice stuff, this scent from other stories. It's like, um, it's like a woody burlesque. No, what's it called? Let's have a look. And other stories. I'll actually grab it. Hold on, right there. <laughs> it's all glamour and podcasting, ladies. Me sitting here tapping in and other stories, Woody, <laughs> and her running off to get it. This is what we do. Arabesque wood, Joanne. I found it. I can't find it, which will tell I you what it. it. Oh, go on. Arabesque wood. That's it? Yes. And I love you, it. And it's only 20 quid. <laughs> well, it'll show you what the mess my room is. I can't find my perfume. I don't know where the hell it is. But, and um, it's 30 euro to say that in Ireland. 30. It's a fucking ripoff. Yeah, fucking. 30 quid. But so it's we're, lovely. we're nearly out of time. So yeah. I want to talk to you more about um, just a few quick fire things. So what is your favorite hair appliance? Hair product or uh, yeah, I either. What, what's your what's your kind of go to for your oh, hair? Oh, I love the Avida Dry Remedy. It's a daily moisturizing oil. Your hair is so thick and fabulous. You need a daily moisturizing oil. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, okay. and because there's so much blonde <laughs> in it as well, it's good to right. kind of keep it. Yeah, and I do. I use. I do buy the expensive hair stuff. Like, well, I mean, I use the Kerastase and I use the Redken because I do yeah. find, especially with when you have a lot of blonde in your hair. It oh, makes absolutely. such a difference to have the good products. There's no point in spending a fuckload on skincare and neglecting your hair and using, you know, exactly. f- shite Tesco shampoo that's just going to strip yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not. It's not. Like I used to, for years, I used to love Tresemme. And then I saw, like, it's, it does wash your hair. My husband uses it, but me, no. Not with this no. expensive head of extensions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It ain't happening. Um, and do you have a favourite lipstick or lip product? I... There's a makeup artist called Sue Brophy who put me on to... We love Sue. She does all of our covers. Yeah, I love Sue. So I met her on, she did the hair makeup for Clear History. And um, I'm just mad about her, but she put me on to nappy oil for lips. So I tend to get very chapped lips in the winter. And she gave me the name of this nappy oil product, which is amazing. That they use we will ask for Sue what that is. Baby's asses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, nappy oil? Yeah. Um, we'll ask her because I'm sure it's oh, never... No. Oh. Sorry, I'm wrong. Jesus. This is what happened. I bought nappy oil. Get the shite out of me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bought the... No, this is what happened. I bought the nappy cream, put it on my lips and rang Sue. I was like, this isn't working. And she's like, I said nipple cream, you dick. Oh so, my God, Joanne. <laughs> it's, there's this nipple oil that she has me using for me. <laughs> oh my God, you actually frightened the shine out of me there. I jumped out right. of my seat. <laughs> we'll, uh, again, we'll ask Sue and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Because she, she, we actually have to get Sue on because she is an absolute oracle of beauty wisdom. She is. Okay, and last question. What is your favourite mascara? Do you know what I love? I love a like chunky... T- gone off Me rimmel too. yeah that will just like <laughs> clog up your eyes like a like a it'll look like a nest yeah like a revlon or a max factor from 10 years ago yeah that's what i love um i'm the same there is a really nice and chanel do lovely per, chanel do lovely um mascaras but at the moment i'm using oh, what's that what's that brand that we all use 
kind of pink and blue. It's called Rollerblade or something. Benefit. Oh, uh, benefit, yeah. Roller and lash. Roller lash. I'm using roller lash at the moment. And like, it's good, but it's no, it's no expired rimmel, I can tell you. <laughs> well, we, we don't recommend that you <laughs> use products past your sell by date, but Do. I'm absolutely on board Do. with them. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm using a new Mac one, but and it's absolutely fab, but like it coats every tiny little lash right to the tip, but it's an absolute fucker to get off. I wore it on Sunday. Today is Tuesday and it's still not off my face. I can't I get do, it off yeah, my face. I do find, like I use the... um like a lot of like eye makeup remover because I do wear eye makeup a lot and then I yeah. it's so annoying you think you've taken it off and then you get out of the shower and you look and you like look you're like, crying yeah, black tears yeah yeah I feel you I'm exactly the same well Joanne I could have talked to you for six hours easily same, and that was so lovely. we should write this book and a tv yeah, show like and the, anything else you want to write like the Ashtons <laughs> like the, the yes. girls yeah oh my Emer god and Sarah. Sarah and Emer we're cover yeah. for you yeah book your podcast with folks <laughs> Absolute best of luck with the tour and with the rest of Edinburgh. And I'm sure lots of our listeners will be in Bicker Street next year, including me and Patrick. We'll be outside. So just we'll knock on the door and let us in. (laughs) And thank you, sweetheart. And I will be back in a fortnight with another fabulous guest. Bye. Bye.